Hey, this is Delitra. Hey, everybody, this is Angela. And you're listening to Nutrient Sisters, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to nourish your body and soul. Hey, y'all, we're back with another episode. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about something that has been plaguing the mainstream news. Um, We've been watching and learning a little bit more about Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. The poor residents of Jackson, Mississippi right now are under an advisory. They need to boil their water. Um, It's been a couple of weeks now, I believe, right, Delitra? A couple weeks from Mississippi? I started to hear about this early September. Right. So the thing with this is that we're going to jump into this a little bit. But the thing that I am learning, which I feel kind of kind of dumb about, is that I didn't realize the it's 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 more of a water crisis. And it's happening not just globally, but in our own backyards. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they did um a study in West Baltimore. They found that there's E. coli in the water supply in West Baltimore, mm. which, you know, again, we're going to talk about in a minute, but West Baltimore is kind of more crime-ridden, more low-income. So, you know, we're seeing similarities um, between Mississippi and West Baltimore. Then you also see in New York City, um, there was reports, I think as far back as last year, uh, there was arsenic in their water. So wow. that's New York. Yeah, and some of the public housing complexes. Then you've got Hawaii. Hawaii mm-hmm. is experiencing some jet fuel leakage in their water. Okay. Yeah, didn't know about that until wow. I was looking it up. So, and then of course Flint, Michigan. We all kind of, I feel like that's that's th- that um, town has been burned in my brain. Flint, Michigan. Yeah. I've, you know, still struggling since 2014. They've had you know, unsanitary water. But yeah, so, and the thing that I didn't realize is that globally, so, you know, we're just talking about our own backyard in the United States, but globally, it's, uh, I looked this up on the, on a website and it said that 771 million people, so that's one in 10, lack access to safe water and 1.7 billion people, so that's one in four people lack access to a toilet. What? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, this is like a huge problem. And I remember a couple of years ago, South Africa was experiencing like a really bad. I think it was it started off maybe as a drought. And then they like, yeah, like some stations kept saying like this is like a huge crisis because they like literally had no water. Um, and I was like, how does that? That's not even possible. Like I just it just blows my mind. But so, yeah, we're talking about water today, Delitra. This is so heavy. I know. And, you know, usually we bring humor to stuff. Um, and I, I'm going to try not to bring too much humor to, to this episode. Um, right. <laughs> but you should hear the outtakes that we have before this. Right. But, yeah, I'm still so disturbed that Flint, Michigan is still dealing with the water crisis and really disturbed by the staffs that the stats that you just shared for nationwide, that is horrific. And I feel like sometimes as Americans, we can be like in our own world and close-minded as what's happening worldwide. And also like what's happening, you know, essentially in our own backyard. 
Um, so I was so devastated to hear about Jackson, Mississippi, and the issues that are happening there. And I still feel like I, I'm not getting as much coverage as I would like to, despite me, as I mentioned in other episodes, that I stay away from the news. Right. And maybe that could be just because I do do that. But there's so many different initiatives going on that I'm not aware of. So I know when things happen like this, the first thing that people do is they provide the bottled water right. to to everybody. But honestly, I just, I don't think that that's enough. That's not a sustainable right. intervention. It's great because I'm sure it helps somehow. And I'm not downing, knocking that. I just, I'm helpless as to what to do. But we'll talk about some of the things that I, that I did find that are helpful. And I was interested to know, like, why did this happen? And apparently, they've been under a state health department. I'm getting this from PBS.org. Full water notice for a month. And then torrential rain fell, which I don't know exactly what that means. I'm guessing it can mean, like, it's just a lot of rain. Mm -hmm. Um, And that flooded their river. And it overwhelmed their treatment system, which apparently was already jacked up to begin with. Um, right, right. And water pressure, it says it abruptly dropped and resulting in emptying faucet for days. Um, mm. So I don't know about anybody out there, but I'd like to know, like, how did this happen? How did we get there? What right. could have been done to prevent this and the boil water thing really stood out to me because I have experienced that for a very, very, very limited time, like two days. Mm. I, uh, I experienced a boil water advisory, which is nothing compared to a month long. But I tell you, I was so uncomfortable during those two days. And I feel it made me think and um, realize the privilege that I have here where I am you know, right now in the water, you know, seems fine. But the, uh, I was so uncomfortable with that advisory. I'm like, oh my goodness, I've never felt so more, so much um, more thirsty. And right. Yeah. You just like think about all the ways that water is used in your everyday function. Mm-hmm. And it's awful. I, I can't imagine doing it longer than those couple of days. Yeah. And like, I mean, I've looked at the um, like on Instagram, I've seen the videos for some people and they're like, this is my water. And, you know, they're in Mississippi. And I'm like, I just don't know if I would still boil that. Like, I, <laughs> like <laughs> it just it's so brown that I'm like, how is boiling really going to get that any better? It's so brown and like orangey. Right. I just feel like you're not, I mean, you know, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not going to help. But I just, I don't know. I don't know if I feel confident. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would feel confident in, in boiling it and being like, I'm going to drink this. I don't know. Yeah. And from my experience with the bowl of water, uh, noticed the water was not brown. But that did remind me of the, I used to watch Survivor when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And I do remember that, you know, they would take the water from the ocean and boil that mm-hmm. to consume. But I believe they added some sort of tablet to it. 
I don't know if that is. Yeah. If there's environmental experts out there that can give me information about that. But another thing I noticed, and I didn't look into it all, so don't at me, basically. (laughs) Um, There was a guy on Instagram and my Explore page showing the dirty water that was coming out of his faucet. And it was black. I'm not black. It was brown. Mm -hmm. And do you know I'm talking about? He lived on a reserve. So I believe he was Native American or... Native American. No, I've seen so many videos. I probably have, but I've seen so many different uh, videos like that that I'm, I'm like, I don't know where it is that they're located anymore. Because, like I said, it happens all throughout the United States. So, right. But the still, I feel like I'm surprised every time I see it in the states. So I'm like, wait, this guy's. You are. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm saddened, but I'm not surprised. Because like wh- like going back to what you were talking about where we, t- we look at how do these things even begin and a lot of it, you know, we're seeing corrosion of water lines. So what does that tell me? That tells me that the money that the governments, you know, the state governments aren't, they're not putting it back into, you know, fi- uh, trying to do the, the upkeep of these mm-hmm. things so mm-hmm. um at which you know that not, doesn't surprise me i mean no. especially when you look at the communities that it's um affecting you're looking at look native indigenous folks you're looking at black folks you're looking at latinos there's a um I, ooh, I don't remember where it was but there is a place in california that experiences similar things that flint was experiencing and it's mm-hmm. mostly like a latino population so I'm not surprised, Delitra. It none, none of this stuff surprises me. Politicians will always let me not go there. Let me not go there. But what I will say is that I'm not surprised. <laughs> look, I had to stop myself. Well, Woo. the thing I say about politicians is, is that they'll look out for themselves. And right. sometimes, like some of the initiatives that we want helps to make them look better so they'll stay invested they'll they'll act like they're invested in that they act they'll follow through because it makes them look good but Mm -hmm. i do believe that they're there for themselves every i think every politician is so you know if you want a statement a statement about that but right i i thought it was interesting because i know a lot of these are racially motivated and i know there's evil people out there and i know that politicians are looking out for themselves But an interesting thing that I read from the PBS article was that in this area of Jackson, Mississippi, white people have moved and middle class black people have moved as well. I believe they said due to crime or something. Mm. So there are lower income families there. And I thought, well, I wonder if, you know, they're also losing out on the tax money from the the individuals that have higher incomes to support some of the programs in in that area. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure because then I think about the reservations, which I don't know all of that. I would love to hear, you know, from somebody that experienced that or has expertise that that's a government funded thing. So mm-hmm. the government has money. Why don't right. we have clean water? Right. Which you would think would be just a basic human you know thing that we would have is just with water (laughs) but clearly you know that's not the case it should be it should be a basic human right and 
going back to the water bottles, which are great, especially for consumption, I just thought about me because I've I've watched a little, I I can't be triggered about all this stuff on the news. So that's another reason why I don't watch this stuff. But I do remember back when Flint was, you know, talked about a lot. I saw people talking about bathing with water bottles. And I just can't even imagine that. And that saddened me so much to think about that. Yeah, because that's a lot of water bottles. Um, (laughs) Because of the amount yeah, like, I mean, I know, like, I, first of all, I know that I'm spoiled. I know that I am privileged. When I take a shower, I'm not going to lie, I take a very long shower. I am going to work on that. I'm going to work on it. But in my head, trying to think about how would I do that with bottled water? Because it would, mm-hmm. I I mean, I would make it work. You got to make it work. You know, you always do. But wow, that would be, that would be really tough. Yeah. And temperature, like, I like my shower pretty hot. Right. It's going to burn my skin. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they say that about women. Like, we right. have to, like, at the hell temperature. Right. Um, but. And it's true. <laughs> yeah. Water bottles are not hot. And I don't know. I just don't know how I can get, like, a continuous long stream from a water bottle. No, yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen some videos where people have gotten like big coolers, you know, okay. and they'll like hang it like they'll get like one of those like, you know, those Gatorade coolers mm-hmm. and they'll hang it from the, the shower and then they'll use that. And wow. I mean, yeah, you, people, you know, you got to you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess what concern I guess what's disturbing to me is like, OK, why does it go on for so long? Like, if you know something's wrong with the water supply, what exactly is taking you forever to try to figure out how to get this to work again? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if it's a matter of the corrosion of the, the water lines, then I could see how that might take some time to change. But, yeah. like, are we not – like, what else are y'all doing outside of that? to try to fix the problem or try to help alleviate the problem, I guess, is really, you know. Because why do I see people without water who are doing, like, you know, um, uh, like runs to Walmart in other states or, con- or not countries, other counties just to get, like, to help their community? I see the people helping themselves. I don't, where, like, what, right. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did see that they had to rely on a lot of charitable organizations to help you know alleviate some of this stuff so I didn't really understand that part yeah like if you are for the people then be for the people be with the people you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. put yourself in their position and help them like you might get a little dirty shoot but you can't sit in your little high horse in your little office and be like this is what I'm gonna do for the people like Look at the, look at the, um, and maybe this is just me thinking outside the box, but look at the, look at the, um, is it a president of Ukraine? Do they call them presidents? Um, I don't know. But he's, he's fighting in the war alongside his people because he cares about the people. (laughs) Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's there with them. He's not just (laughs) in another country talking about this is what y'all going to do. Right. Like, uh, what's his, what's his name? Ted something of Texas. Like when they had that big storm. Todd Cruz. Yeah, and he was on he was on a flight to Mexico with his family. Right. 
just like right what? he says it's too cold out here y'all <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's messed up we're laughing but it's messed up it really is because it's so bizarre it's it's it more like a like a nervous laugh like i just can't believe that he thinks he thought that that would be appropriate right that's why that's why voting matters it it does voting matters significantly but i've had a conversation with my friend the other day like I'm a proponent of voting and using the systems, you know, to get what we want. But there's a lot of things that I don't think are, are going to be solved by politics. And it's going to require the work of the community and us together saving ourselves. That's my belief. Mm-hmm. And I also see it happen. Like in this instances, I don't know exactly what the government is doing, but I see a lot of charitable actions that are happening and also like different celebrities and influencers are coming to aid the residents right. and not our That's government. That's good. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, we all yeah. need to come together. And from what I read from the article, it looks like they're saying they're just waiting on funding. Um, funding? Yeah. Girl, where? <laughs> okay, funding. Of course. It's always yeah. funding. Yeah, because they said it could cost billions of dollars to fix these problems that the city doesn't have. They don't have Okay, money. so my question is what were y'all doing before this? Cuz like aren't don't isn't a certain portion of the money supposed to go to the water like companies and stuff, supplies, whatever the heck you want to call it? Yeah. So where was that money going? <laughs> um and it happens in multiple areas. So, like, okay, we already know Baltimore's dealing with some stuff. We got New York dealing with some stuff. We got Miss- Mississippi dealing with some stuff. We got Hawaii dealing with some stuff. We got California. We got Michigan. Okay, so it, logically, in my brain, sh- the states should now be looking onto themselves and being like, hey, let's check into our water systems to make sure that this isn't going to happen. Right? You feel like that's a logical step? For, like, other cities in the for state? For other states, yeah. Oh, for other states to do that. Yeah. yeah, before we start to see an issue. Yeah, yeah. Because I, if we think that this is only going to be reserved for certain states, that we're sadly mistaken. Like, this could happen in any state. It can, but they are pointing out that some of this stuff appears to be very targeted in specific to communities where black and brown people are and that other cities are not having this problem. I see that. But even in, if I think about Virginia, I know some pretty prominent black areas of Virginia. Mm -hmm. So my question would be, what's going on with that water system? I I know some low, and you, I mean, I could name one if I wanted to. I don't know, you know, if I, okay, I'm just saying I'm just saying, like, I know if I know of a place and I'm I live in Virginia, so that's why I'm talking just about Virginia. But I know of a place about 40 minutes away from me, primarily black, low income people. So in my head, uh, if I'm a Virginia governor, well, if I'm a Virginia governor, (laughs) (laughs) I should be looking and being like, hey, so that I know this doesn't happen. You know, in in our state, in our cities or in counties, maybe we should all be looking at our water supply. 
I think that's smart, but they would have to care. I don't think the governor of Mississippi really even cares. Um, I don't know. I didn't see the information of the governor. <laughs> I just heard, I just saw about the mayor because it's a city specific thing. And I would be surprised if the governor thought about just like a random city other than, other than something that can make them look good outside of that. I don't think they're concerned like with prevention, just like the city was not concerned with prevention or, I mean, I hate to put it on the city cause I don't, I don't know all the, the ins and out, but right. I don't think they care as long as it doesn't affect them. And we are talking about race, but also I think we're talking about income as well. And like you said, there are some higher earning uh, black people and in those areas, I I mean, I don't know, maybe I hope we don't have to see um, examples happen there, but I think income is also a factor as well. The low income, right. limited resources, communities, they're having issues with this and they're not able to move or support financially the change that can happen, that needs to happen here. Right. So, I don't know. I, w- I would love to have that view that you have. Like, oh, well, now we see this in this city. Let's check out our pipes <laughs> in that city. Right. And just. I mean, that's what that would be. If, if we vote you in because you tell us that you're for the people. You know what I mean? Right. You're clearly not. Because I agree with you. I don't think they care. Yeah. And I know that they don't care because when Flint first started happening, I do remember they had warnings of that happening. The water system people were like, hey, you know, because each year, whenever they would do like, you know, like a, a checkup, you know what I mean? They would say, hey, this is this is what's happening. So it's not like they were like, it's not like it just sprung up on them one day and they were like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, right. like, they kind of knew something was going on. They just didn't really care to fix it. Or they didn't care to put the money into it to fix it. They wanted to use it for other things. Right. I was going to say they they also had, they probably had different priorities financially. They're like, oh, yeah, I know that's not that good, but we can, it would probably take 10 more years before, you know, we have to look at that again. And then not knowing the effects of what the storm would have you know, it kind of bit them in the butt. I feel like like right. they're like, oh, yeah, we know that's bad, but what about more money for the schools or, or right. more money for, I don't know what the different initiatives are, and this right. just wasn't a priority for them. I was happy to, to know that one person that they talked about, she was a mayor of uh, Greenville, Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, and she worked to clean up discolored discolored tap water um, in that area before she joined the EPA, the Environmental Protection Mm -hmm. Agency. And now she works on an environmental justice, oh, an environmental defense fund, which I was not aware of. Mm. And she said that many minority communities lack consistent access to clean water. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So I was happy to know that she had made some some um, progress in her time as mayor, and she has real passion for that, and there's something out there for her, but she, from what she can tell, this is not 
an issue that's unique just to that area. And like you said, it's, it's common in other areas as well. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's, and, and sometimes like, um, like arsenic and tap water, like was, that was seen in New York city in the public, uh, some of the public housing complexes, you can't really see some of those heavy metals, you know, it's not like you turn on the faucet and it's like bright green, you know what I mean? Like, so sometimes people are drinking water that they thought was safe. And then, um, you know, come to find out. <laughs> in a report they're like yeah just, just kidding it's not but wow. which which makes me question like okay so to what effect do water filters really help because i mm. feel like those were like those were like really big like you remember like i mean they're still pretty popular but i remember it was like they had a like, huge push for it a couple of years ago like it was like yeah get yourself a brita they got brita water bottles mm-hmm. they've got like they've got so many different um, filtered watered systems that you can get now. Um, and yeah. I just wonder how effective those really are in, in helping us because can it get rid of E. coli? You know, can it really get rid of all of the arsenic in that top water? Can it get rid of jet fuel? You know, like, oh, I don't you know, know about I jet, mean, fuel. Like, <laughs> jet fuel. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't know, but I don't think in these situations that these people use filters. I mean, I don't know because I don't I'm not in their house and I didn't see their stories. Right. So sometimes I think about that. I'm like, OK, can we just add filters to everybody's faucet now? Right. And right. obviously that's not the answer because that seems like a low level intervention that they could hold on to. Carol, that just seems like another way for us to waste our money. <laughs> oh, to, to add the filters? No, I mean, I feel like the water filter companies, this was just like one brilliant way for them to just (laughs) make money off the backs (laughs) of those poor people. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm gonna throw it out there. I would because, love that you always have like the big picture conspiracy story. That might not be a conspiracy, okay? <laughs> Lots of companies do that though. They try to make money off of us because they know that they can, mm-hmm. because they know we're gonna buy into it. It's it's very possible, but it is. is it smart to do in a low income community? Shouldn't they be doing that in a higher income community if they're trying to make? A oh sale? yeah, they no they do. Oh, okay. I I don't meet a lot. I meet a lot like, okay, I can't. I'm, I'm not going to say that because I feel like that's a dro- broad generalization. But mm-hmm. I will say that I don't think a lot of black people buy filters. I think they buy a lot more water bottles. Hmm. I don't know, Angela. I don't know. That's why I'm just, you know, I'm throwing it out there. Someone could tell us, one of the listeners, the viewers, whatever, they can tell us right, and what I, they think. I have my small circle and I don't think I know anybody who uses water bottles outside of like a party i personally have yeah i personally have a filter on my refrigerator right i I do too i do too that's why yeah i don't have a but how often do we remember to change those filters because sometimes that light be blinking and i'll do it another three weeks later because i'm like i don't have time right now No, thankfully, my husband, he changes that. He's like, okay, immediately. Yeah. But if it was up to me, I might be in your... (laughs) I might be thinking like you, like, yeah, all right, three weeks later. I'll be all right. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can get the fluoride I need from the tap water. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. Yeah. So that's true. People have to keep up with their filters mm-hmm. as well. I think that's uh, another conversation that we can have is somebody can talk more about filters. And I don't know how we get rid of E. coli. I don't even know how that really gets into such a broad, hugely wide water system. Like, did someone dip their poopy fingers in there I was one day? Say, somebody like, poop in there? That's what I'm. I'm like, how does that even happen? Well, um, now I'm thinking about like how people are in lakes and rivers and they swim, and I don't know, maybe somebody had poop on their butt. I don't know. I mean, and then the jet fuel one that's that's been leaking in Hawaii is. There's lawsuits. I guess it's causing, well, no shocker there. It's been causing a lot of neurological issues for lots of people. But, like, how does that happen? Like, a, a plane fell? Like, what happened there? I, You know, it's just, it's sad. It's really, really sad. Don't. But the thing is, and here's, here's what I want to bring it back to, is that, okay, stuff like this might not happen, like, where I live or where you live, okay? Maybe we're fortunate. But do you know what will happen and could potentially happen to us that is still water-related is climate change. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that a lot in the West. Um, You're seeing a lot of water shortages, a lot of water advisories, like turn it off during this hour and this hour and stuff like that. And that's also pretty harmful too because – you know, I mean, I know that that affects people outside of, you know, low income as well. But yeah, still, um, you know, what are we going to do if one day we run out of water? It's a big I question. don't know. I don't know. That's good. That's a good point to bring up because I heard also and I don't know if it was the water or the electricity that they were sending large bills to celebrities that were uh, they had like over usage. I think it was good. water because sure a lot of celebrities. They should. <laughs> it's not in California, so they should. Yeah, yeah. that's also something. I saw a stand-up. I don't even know who it was, but it was funny. It was like, like, and she was kind of like talking about how, like, imagine bringing a person from a different country over here who you know isn't is is more like third world country. Think of it like that. And then having them look at people who water their yards and, like, have fountains and, like, mm-hmm. these really obscure things that we have in the United States that, like, we really don't need. Yeah. I see so many neighbors and I'm like, it rained yesterday. Why are you watering your grass? Like, mm-hmm. such a waste of – and, like, car washes. Like, I've never even thought about how dumb car washes technically are. Like <laughs> – what? Yeah. Like, just so much water that we consume in the United States. But then I think about with the car wash, like, what if it gets so dirty that you can't see? Like, what's what's the alternative there? Clean the windshield. I don't know. I'm not saying. Not the hose at the house. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because mm. I use all these things on a daily, you know, <laughs> like, but I just think, but, but on an, on like a very real level, I'm like, this is kind of dumb. Like, why do we have fountains in the middle of cities? Like just yeah. for beauty? Like, it's weird to me. It's weird when I think That's about true. it, but I don't know. The stand up was a little bit funny, but, um, yeah, but, come but I do realness. think like, 
Yeah, but like we could definitely maybe like consider how much water we use and like start to. That's good. You know, yeah. yeah, I like that because I was talking to someone about it. I'm like, wow, I feel really helpless outside of like donating money or like taking time to actually go there, boots in the ground. And that's not feasible for me to do. And I thank mm-hmm. God for the people that do do that. And that is their whole mission and life. Um, it can really feel helpless. But I like that idea of us, you know, conserving our water usage. I did see on Instagram the Community Foundation for Mississippi. They listed some ways to help and Mm. resources. And I'll share this in the show notes. But there are, so there's the Helping Friends and Family, oh, excuse me, Friends and Neighbors Fund, in parentheses, Disasters Relief Fund that the, the Community Foundation for Mississippi has. And it enhances disaster responses, I think, for the current needs like food, medical supplies, shelter, or something else. And it'll help wrap around the needs related to the water issues. Because if you think about it, like you need water to make food, mm-hmm. you need water yep. for clothes, like washing your clothes, your hair, mm-hmm. and all these different things. There is the Mississippi Rapid Response Coalition, um, and apparently it's like a lot of organizations that work together to meet the needs, the clean water needs of communities uh, directly impacted by this in Jackson, Mississippi. There's also mm-hmm. Operation Shoestring, and they work to provide waterless hygiene supplies to local mm-hmm. families, which I thought that was really cool. They have apparently there's waterless toothbrushes. Body or face wipes, because you're thinking again, like, can you really get clean, like, the way Mm. you want to with a water bottle? There are different places and sites where they're going to distribute bottled water daily. And again, I'll put this in the the show notes. Another thing that I thought was interesting, oh, like, if there's also some organizations that can help if you're disabled or you have access or functional needs and you would like Mm. your water delivered, because we can't assume everybody can go and get water. There was, okay, they have the Jackson Resource Center that apparently is opening to the public Monday through Saturday to provide hot showers. And they're also providing um, free meals, a hot meal as well. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Apparently the city of Jackson brought in tankers to distribute non-potable water to the residents. And non-potable water is, is not drinking quality, but it can still be mm-hmm. used for flushing toilets. I forget about that, too. Like, you need that to flush mm-hmm. toilets, washing clothes, and cleaning. Um, but, yeah, I'll share that resource there. Um, it did say that this information is subject to change, but I'll share the website. Well, the, right. the community foundation that share the resources and likely there are some more resources that will be updated there for everybody. That's good. That's good. Glad people are helping. Yeah. And if our listeners know about any resources or any initiatives that, you know, we can share, please feel free to, to reach out to us um, and let us know. And I'll share that as well. 
Um, but we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Nutrient Sisters podcast. Um, share this episode with someone. I know sometimes I can think like, oh, this is just general knowledge, but uh, everybody doesn't know about this and I don't want it to be forgotten because likely things are not going to be changing um, overnight. It's going to take a long haul initiative. So mm-hmm. I think we need to keep aware and, and see other ways that we can support um Jackson, Mississippi and what they're going through now. So share this episode with a friend, a loved one, everyone. Um, follow us on Instagram at Nutrient Sisters. We also have a Facebook page, but uh, feel free to, to uh, rate and review our episodes. That helps us with discoverability, subscribe, and click the notification bell. I did not know that that was a thing also on podcast platforms. I thought that was just YouTube because I hear YouTube (laughs) all the time telling me to do that. So do that here. So you're uh, notified every time we we upload a new podcast episode. Um, But until the next time, we'll talk to you guys later in another one. Bye.